on today's show kevin durant is news i guess what if kevin durant gets traded to the celtics what if kevin durant gets traded to the raptors what if kevin durant gets traded to the suns what if kevin durant stays in brooklyn we'll talk about all that and more on today's locked on nba let's go you are locked on nba your daily nba podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and welcome you are locked on to the nba my name is nick angstead host of the locked on mavericks podcast thanks for making locked on nba your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms all of us hosts all the time including youtube where the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment below where do you think kevin durant is going let us know in the comment section below where do you think he's gonna play game one of the 2023 regular season Joining me, as always, on a Thursday, host of Lockdown Bulls. What you got for me, Pat, the designer? Whenever the uh, whenever the news gets quiet, KD just shows back up like <laughs> Usher with the watch. This, hey guys, hey guys, you know that I still want to play with James Harden, right? Like, <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right. He keeps uh, us employed. All right, or he just trashes somebody on Twitter, just like go, no. goes for all of it, like goes straight for the throat on something. <laughs> Um, on today's show, we're going to get into Kevin Durant. It is the big news topic. Like We're waiting on one of the top five players in the NBA, maybe the top one player in the NBA to get traded. That does not ha happen often. And so we're going to keep covering on Locked on NBA. Locked on Nets has been doing an incredible job covering that story as well, as well as all the teams that are potentially going to trade for him are continuing to cover that really well every single day on Locked on NBA across the board. But today, let's focus on what ifs. I love what ifs. I love doing what if on a Wednesday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. What if Kevin Durant was traded? And we'll go through some of the teams and talk about what are the ramifications? What would those teams look like? What would the packages possibly look like? Um, and yeah, Frank Isola had a report that Kevin Durant is interested in reuniting with James Harden. That can't happen, right? There, there's no universe where that happens again it, with the Sixers. It, there's not even a what trade. But what are you going to send back P.J. Tucker? Like what trade package are you putting together? No, it, like aren't Maxi, um, uh, the statue of Rocky, Tybal and like <laughs> Tybal, <laughs> Barkley's rights to so, a jersey. Like you got, you got Tobias's contract. Like that that at least creates enough that you can like build off of it. But if if the Brooklyn Nets look at all the deals that are possibly on the table and they're like, you know what? Tobias Harris gets it done. <laughs> Tobias yeah, th th and then KD was right. Yeah, then KD was right. Fire everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean, Sean Marks deserves maybe to go. That's, that's go. But I think the real story today was Ian Begley had a report that Kevin Durant sees the Celtics as a desired landing spot. He would also like to play with Marcus Smart if he's traded to the Celtics. So he wants them to keep Marcus Smart in a trade. He didn't like the Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart iteration of the deal. Yeah. Uh, because he doesn't want to be Mellow 2.0, I guess. Uh, but what's your thoughts on, let's start with the Boston Celtics. What if Kevin Durant gets traded to the Boston Celtics? The the thing that you have to question in that, in that whole thing, right? Because we know what KD is going to bring. We know what KD is, right? The thing that you have to question is, is Jason Tatum going to be the Jason Tatum of the finals? Or is Jason Tatum going to be the Jason Tatum that kind of led us up to the playoffs? If you look at Jason's numbers, well, yeah, he did play well the entire playoffs, right? Yeah. There was a consistent downtick from the first round all the way to the NBA finals. Of course, injury plays a part in there, right? And different things like that. 
But you have to ask yourself, is that enough? Is that enough to get the job done? Because KD's the ultimate teammate. KD's one of the best players at being a you do whatever you do that makes you great. Fits anywhere. Fits with any superstar of any era. still get you 30. It's amazing to me. So I I look at that as a, a, a situation where... I feel like the pieces around it could help you win. But then the question comes in, right? Like, are you just kind of revamping the same situation that you currently had? I mean, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum got you to an NBA finals. I find this report really interesting that he said, first of all, that it's no longer the Suns. It's the Celtics is his desired landing spot. If this report is true, but then it's Marcus. He wants to play with Marcus smart and not Jason Tatum. And you know, he said he wants to play with Marcus smart because he doesn't want Marcus smart included in the deal. I referenced the Korma Anthony trade and it's the trade from when Melo was in Denver and then got traded to the Knicks and the Knicks traded all these guys, Gallinari. What was in that trade? Uh, uh, Gallo was Billups in that trade. Um, I, I've, I've never, they traded, so, they basically just traded so many guys away that they just didn't have anybody, um, but they didn't that have anybody is, to come back. Right. All the yeah, Knicks, that, Knicks traded Wilson Chandler, Gallinari, Raymond Felton, Mozgov when he was good, <laughs> they traded, you know, a couple picks and all that first round picks. Um, by the way, the, the pick that became Jamal Murray, that's a pretty good one. Just wait a year, Mello. But just yeah, wait you one gotta, year. You gotta just wait it. And so he doesn't. KD doesn't want to go to a team that gets gutted, losing yeah. both Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. And so you kind of get it. But it is it is a little laughable. If he gets traded to the Celtics, I mean they're the title contender. They're the title favorite for sure. Both those guys just fit together so well. He answers so many of their questions. Like how many times did we say during the playoffs? Celtics just need one more guy that can handle the ball. If only Jalen Brown is better at handling the ball. Well, if Jalen Brown was turned into Kevin Durant, he's better at handling the ball. And that yeah, would completely yeah. answer their their uh, their questions. Now, they, they still have some questions to answer at big between Al Horford and, and Robert Williams. Those guys were able to stay on the court for the whole playoffs, and that was huge for them. But that's not that's not like the norm for them. So they would have some questions to answer there, but they would be the odds on favorite to win the title. And I don't know if that's the case for the rest, for some of these other teams. Um, Let's move on. What do you think? I would, that's a, I think you have to ask what the packages you're sending back. Like, of course, right. Tatum and Durant, you look at and you're like, great team. But I mean, you're still talking about Jalen Brown. You're probably talking about Peyton Pritchard. If Marcus Smart isn't included in the deal, now you're talking about maybe a combination of a couple of different players and more than likely you're sending back a ton of picks. Wasn't it? Is it wasn't the the package Jalen Brown, Derek White, and then there was some picks involved in there as well. I think last one I saw was Brown, White, Pritchard, and then four first round picks and two pick swaps. So I I like it, right? But then does Brooklyn look at that and be like, well, all right, well, like (laughs) we want Marcus Smart though. (laughs) What about the uh, Toronto Raptors? They seem to be another team. Masai Jerry just kind of like waiting Biden his time, just like waiting. He's Joe Biden his time and waiting around until they decide decide to make a move. Um, What if Kevin Durant gets traded to the Toronto Raptors? Um. 
that would be an interesting team. I think that's kind of the same situation where you're talking about that team possibly being gutted to send Kevin Durant there. I mean, it, it then becomes a team of Fred Van Vliet and Kevin Durant, and let's see where we can get here. Uh, the problem there is uh, they seem pretty pretty uh, stuck on Scotty Barnes will not be involved in this deal, and uh, you're not actually at the table, in my opinion, if Scotty Barnes isn't uh, the first person whose name is involved in the deal. You can't do an OG Ananobi, Gary Trent, bunch of picks, throw in, nah. I don't know, like a Thaddeus nah. Young to make the deal worker or whatever, nah. whoever not, they got left. Not, not when I know that there are deals on the table from other teams out there that get me players that are not only young, but also budding star potential players. So the Scotty Barnes one is, is a really big piece of that. Yeah. Um, what do you think about, let's just say they do even throw in Scotty Barnes in that. What do you think about a team that's Kevin Durant, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, maybe Trent is still there, one of those other guys? Um, I mean, listen, they're definitely a better team in the in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they're a well-coached team. I think that's one of the yeah. big things there as well, too, right? One of the best coaches in the NBA uh, sitting in that on that bench there. Um, and... and they're a team that's found a lot of depth in the draft and, is, and has developed a lot of depth on this team. I mean, all these guys that are here, right? Like OGs come up through their system. Pascal's come up through their system, right? And they do uh, – Fred Van Vliet's come G up League. through their system. So they, they do a lot of uh, uh, good development. I can't say that they wouldn't be able to put pieces around Kevin Durant. Um, I think that will be a team that you definitely have to wor worry about. I don't know if it gets – the job done for the finals because you still have to put a lot on Kevin Durant to get there. In my opinion, yeah, you know I'm saying like, I don't like Fred Van Vliet. I love him. First off, watching him play in high school and all of that. Right. Like, but is, is that the, is that the Robin that gets the job done for Kevin Durant? I think that would be the question in that situation. That package would be so good. OG, Gary Trent, Scotty Barnes, that salary works perfectly. You throw some picks in there. Like that would be the best package the Nets could get back. I think that's, that's the trump card the Nets could play or the uh, Raptors could play if, if a bunch of teams start actually do start bidding for him and there's a bidding war. It doesn't seem like there is one right now, but. Um, Thing is, pay uh, money wise, you would probably have to throw in more players, right? No, I just I just did it on Fanspo. I just did the that's, okay. that's it. OG Gary Trent, Scotty Barnes. That works perfect. Okay. So that that one's interesting. But coming up, let's talk about some of these other teams. What about the Suns? What about if he stays with the Nets? What if he starts the season with the Nets? We'll go back in time a little bit and talk about that coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. They have so many odds and lines. Your Chicago Bears, my Cincinnati Bengals starting preseason soon. If you're a degenerate like that, you can go check out some of those preseason lines. You can also check out some of the regular season win totals. Uh, they have playoff specials already. Uh, where are your Bears? Chicago Bears to make the playoffs. No is minus 500. Yes is plus 350. It's not as bad as I thought it would have been. <laughs> It's, Plus three fifty is not as bad as I thought it would be. It's the same as the Bills. Well, I think the difference is there, right? Division. Like we're 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 the bad part of our league, and they're in just a really, really, really tough division. Really, really good one. <laughs> uh, it's not the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, I think, have the worst odds. They are uh, minus two thousand to not make the playoffs, and plus a thousand to make the playoffs. So. Go check out. You can check out all those other ones. They have NBA ones. They have Eurobasket coming up. So go check out Bet Online, where the game starts. Oh. All right, Pat. We're continuing our what if on Kevin Durant. We talked about what if he went to the Celtics, which apparently is now the way where he wants to go. What if he went to the Raptors? Now, what if he went to the Suns? 
seems like, pardon my term here, the sun has set on the Kevin Durant to Phoenix trade. Um, but what if he does get traded to the Suns? How could that happen? And uh, what would that Suns team look like? Is that is that uh, the new iteration of being sunburned right there? Is that what mm. that is? Uh, mm, boom. You know who got sunburned Rico. in a game seven? <laughs> the the <Yeah>. Suns. <laughs> Take, take that, Suns fans! You didn't think you could get away from it that easily, did you? Um, so uh, Lucas Children, I mean the Phoenix Suns, uh, for them to make that work right, um, you basically got to talk about first off, DeAndre Ayton's absolutely in the deal. Uh, I think you send back Mikel Bridges. Definite. The question for me is, do they want the picks? to flip the picks into players. I'm, I'm assuming picks are involved in there. Uh, maybe even a Cam Johnson to make that deal happen. Um, and the problem with Aiden is he can't get traded to like the middle of the year or the trade yeah. deadline. So like this, yeah. this would have to wait for a while. They couldn't, it would have deal. to wait. Yeah. It, it would be a deal where, and, and I think that's the biggest holdup on Durant uh, with that one right now. That's why all of a sudden the Suns are his favorite place to go. <laughs> uh, or no, I'm sorry. The, uh, the Celtics are the his Celtics, favorite place yeah. to go because I mean, you, you look at this now, right. And you're basically saying all of this has been done and he still wants to be moved and it's not going to be able to happen for a little, uh, a little while. And is it even worth it at that point, right. For the Suns to just flip everything up in the air. If you're winning and the chemistry seems to be working and now, yeah, we added Kevin Durant. In, but now we got to figure out how to play with this. Yeah, I think that one is kind of done for a while. We'll revisit yeah. that during the season if it comes back up. What if he stays in Brooklyn? What if he starts the season? At this point, the way he's gone completely scorched earth with this report that it's me or my coach or the GM, like me or my two bosses, like the way he went scorched earth like that, I just don't see him starting the season with the Nets. I see him holding out or doing something like that, trying to continue to force this trade because my other thing is, how do you just show up to your first day at work when you've been saying all off season, I don't want to work with you guys anymore. Like I'm out. Like I'm, I'm, I'm better than this. I don't like the direction this is going. And when you say you don't like the direction that this is going, you're looking at every single, like, what if I said that about this podcast network? I don't like the direction this is going. Yes. I picked all of you. I picked most of you. Like I hired you guys and brought you all in. That's what Kevin Durant did for some of these guys. Like I don't like the direction, but I'm getting out of here because I'm better than all this, right? Like how do you show up to the water cooler or how do you show up to the first day of training camp like that? You know what? It, it Here's the thing, right? Players used to do that. Like it used to be like, remember Scottie Pippen wanted to be traded. And then guess what? Mm. Came back, won Kobe. three more NBA championships. Didn't want to be traded no more. Like it's a, it's amazing how that happened. So like <laughs> those moments happen and sometimes teams work through them. I think the thing is, right, we've gone so far one direction to where the players have all the power. The players make all the decisions. And now uh, uh, the, the Nets are basically saying – we're not just going to acquiesce to whatever you want. If you, if you want to go to the Suns, that's fine. We'll try to make a deal get done, but we're not losing the deal. Yeah, what if you want to go to the Celtics. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so I, I think that's kind of where the Nets are now with it. And yeah, they, and and there's a bad relationship kind of on both sides of this, right? I, I can blame both parties for this and, and, and be honest about it that – the Nets have done some things that definitely didn't seem very intelligent, but also Kevin Durant was the one pushing for those things that didn't seem very intelligent. And so I think it's just, it, it's a bad relationship in itself. I don't see a scenario where he ends up just sticking around unless, like I said, like we said, right? Like, unless he just really wants to go to the Suns and you got to wait on that deal. Yeah. Let's go back in time a little bit. What if he stayed at the Warriors and none of this ever happened? 
if he stays with the Warriors, I mean, listen, we saw two years of Kevin Durant now this year, a little bit more injured, right? But if if he stays with the Warriors, Kevin Durant essentially led a team that was similar to what the Warriors were struggling with the year where everyone else was hurt to the playoffs <laughs> and a regular playoff spot, not a play-in spot. Like they were a good playoff team. So like they're probably still in the playoffs and you're adding Stephen Curry back into the mix. Like, you're probably still a middling seed in the Western Conference if Kevin Durant stays there. There's no Kuminga. There's no Moody. There's no James Wiseman. No Wiggins. Like, that's just a completely different squad at that point, trying to figure out how they fill in around those guys still. Um, but I got Kevin Durant. We figure it out from there. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie's probably with the Knicks. Yeah, probably. Cause that's a it, tough one. Well, uh, no, because Kyrie went to Brooklyn first right am i kyrie was in brooklyn first right no, they went together didn't they go together i thought Ky no kyrie was there the year before because no, they no. were going to go to the bubble no durant um durant was out that year because remember he was hurt he sat out durant was out that year that's right that's right that's yeah, right that's right yeah. um what if he stayed in okc what if the what if the, the kd warriors thing never happened what if the nets thing never happened what if he was like a, a kobe dirk type player where he stayed with one franchise his whole career here's the thing and I've said this a lot about like, I feel like we look at that series where they lose, they're down three, one. And that's the team that we remember. We don't remember the fact that that was one of the best teams with spacing. We don't remember that that was one of the best teams uh, 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 efficiency wise. Right. I think uh, that was one of the first teams in the NBA to have three players with a PR above 23 because Ennis Cantor was getting involved and getting busy <laughs> down there. Durant and Westbrook were both at about 29.7, something like that, PR-wise, right? Uh, Kevin Durant was having one of the most efficient seasons of his career. Uh, Russell Westbrook was and, – and the thing is, right, it, it was almost the season where both guys realized, like, hey, we're a little bit better – by ourselves, because both guys miss considerable time. I think both guys end up missing like 20 or 30 games. But then, like, as they came back together, it was like, hey, but we can do these things together. I think if that team sticks together, they eventually figure it out. And Billy Donovan is still there. So, Kevin Durant, thank you for wow. leaving. Because wow. I am happy that we have a real head coach in Chicago. Yeah, that last team Durant played for is Durant, Westbrook, Ennis, Cantor Freedom, Serge Ibaka, Dion Waiters, Steven Adams. Yep. They had campaign on that team before he like when he was just dancing with with Westbrook. He was just, yep, yep, just remember, bad. Remember Andre Roberson? Yep. Remember Couldn't they signed shoot. Kyle Singler to that weird five year deal? They had DJ Augustine, the legend Nick Collison. Oh my gosh. Remember Mitch McGarry and Steve Novak? <laughs> they had the weirdest collection of white guys on this team. <laughs> Kyle Singler, Mitch McGarry. Let's be real. They still kind of do. Nick Collison. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Adams. Like, just a weird collection of oh white guys. So, there you go. Let us know in the comments. What do you think? Where do you think Katie's going to go? Um, what's the most interesting what if to you? But coming up, it's our favorite segment every single week. Where we count out the most interesting, fun things. And we have crazy ones for you today DeJounte Murray insulting nicknames the Knicks lost a pro-am game we'll talk about all that and more coming up all right Pat we got our segment every single week that we play it's called count it up count it up count it up count it
where we count up the most interesting, fun things in the NBA that we don't get to talk about in the big stories because they just they don't reach the level of big story. But DeJounte Murray played in one of these Pro-Am games. He had a quote that he really wanted a bunch of NBA players to show out to these games and to play in front of people that don't have to pay for a ticket that usually can't pay for a ticket in the NBA. He plays against Paolo Bancaro. Apparently, they have some history, and now they are they are in history. They're in, in NBA offseason history forever because DeJounte Murray pulls this move off on him. And if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it, but I'll try to explain it as best I can. But while I go through this, at what point in this move does DeJounte Murray go too far? He fakes out Paolo. Paolo right there. He, he fakes out Paolo with a, with a, a pump fake. Paolo jumps. DeJounte grabs the ball with both hands, puts it on Paolo's butt to try and fake him out more. You know, the Luca like, put the ball on the back and try and confuse the guy under the basket. Then DeJounte, like, Paolo's still looking the wrong way. DeJounte throws the ball off the backboard with one hand to himself. One-handed alley-oop, dunks it. He grabs the ball after he dunks it. He gets in Paolo's face while he's holding the ball still. He hits him with the too small with one hand as he's still holding the ball. Then he chucks the ball at Paolo, who's going to inbound the ball, and uh, starts screaming at him, saying he's too small, all that. And then afterwards, hits him with the Instagram comments about, you know, come up in here. Like, you, you, you know, you got to learn, rookie, like all that kind of stuff. At what point in that did DeJounte Murray go too far? Um, or did he not? No, no, no. He definitely went too far. When the <laughs> NBA world is looking at one of your uh, Instagram posts and they're like, what, what, what'd you say? But wait a minute. What do you mean by that? That's, that's not slang for anything that we want. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, uh, DeJounte Murray. Um, I, I would say y- you go too far when you throw the ball at him, maybe. Mm. Because everything else is basketball, right? Like talking trash, all that stuff. That's all basketball to me. But when when you throw the ball at him, right? Yeah, that, that, that's a little far. Right before he throws the ball, he gives him the too small. At what point is are we just doing the too small too much? Because Paolo is six ten. Like Paolo is all of six ten. At what point is the too small just like? Have we go, have we gone? Too, we've gone too far with the too small. Like Luca did it against Patrick Beverly. I get it. Patrick Beverly legitimately too small. Yeah. DeJounte, who's like, what, 6'7", six, 6'6", six, six, does six, it against seven. Paolo, who's 6'10". Like, <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure. De- isn't DeJounte like 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, but either way. Um, Is he shorter than I think? DeJounte Murray and Trey Young are about to be probably the shortest backcourt Oh, my gosh. DeJounte is listed at 6'4". I thought he yeah, was Yeah, they're way about bigger. to be the shortest backcourt in the NBA. That's why I'm like, why has everybody got Atlanta wow. winning so many games? Okay, that proves my point even more, though, that a 6'4 guy goes up to a 6'10 guy and said he's too small. Well, there's also no other signal for get your weight up, right? Like, it, like it was a what get happened, your weight what up What happened to the move. big ball dance? Yeah, well, you know, the NBA banned it when Marco Bellinelli started doing it too much. <laughs> hey, listen, I like my meatballs spicy, Funk. That's all I got to say. Marco Bellinelli reference on the podcast. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. There was a big there was a big thread on Reddit this week because nothing's happening in the NBA. A big thread in Reddit this week. What's the number one best insulting nickname that we as a collective NBA media and fans have given a player? So, for example, I'll just throw these out to you and let's decide what's the number one best insulting nickname uh westbrook for russell westbrook anthony anthony day to davis like day to day for anthony davis 
Brick Ross for James Harden. Half man, half a season for Kyrie. Now, I think Shaq gave him or Charles gave him that one. That one's an incredible one. That's a great one. Another Kyrie nickname, World B Flat. That one, that one is amazing. Remember Paul George got the nickname Pandemic P in the bubble? When he threw that the ball off dish. the backboard. Yeah, yeah. Also, people were calling him way off P because of Mike Brain. Way off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jokic once got the nickname from Jalen Rose, a stretch mark five. <laughs> That's not bad though, right? Like that one doesn't hurt as much when you win MVP. Oh yeah, when you get two MVPs in a row. That's yeah, I mean, like speaking of two MVPs in a row, Giannis had the nickname Giannis attempt to free throw. Okay, I, I like the wordplay. A little double entendre there. Uh, your guy, DeMar DeRozan, DeFrozen, when he got ousted by LeBron in, in the playoffs. Yeah, that, that one hurts. That one hurts. Um, because it was also accompanied with the nickname LeBronto. <laughs> LeBron. And you can't even deny it. LeBron has a million of these nicknames. LeBrick, LeMickey, Lethargic, LeFew, LeGM, LeBum. He's got a lot. He's got a lot. There's a lot of hate um, for LeBron. And then maybe my two favorite here. Rudy Gobert, Baguette Biombo. It's just an all it's just an all time of a And then now as we're talking about food, Zion Williamson, Shaquille O'Meal. <laughs> Oh, Zion's in pretty good shape. I, I, I'm, I wouldn't pick a fight with Zion. Like, <laughs> what's the best most insult? What's the best insulting nickname that we just named? And and in the comments, if you have any more of them, name them. Oh man, um, I'm not gonna lie. The one that got me was Baguette Biombo. <laughs> I didn't even know about that one. That one got me. That one got me because it's like uh, it, it's, it's even worse because she's just like, why's big? Why's Biz Mac Biombo catching strays here? Like. <laughs> Like, what did he do? Also, baguettes are amazing. Why, why are yeah, we, you know why are we like... putting down baguettes? <laughs> oh, it's so great. The uh, half man, half a season for Kyrie is, is pretty that's good. Probably, that's, that's, pretty, that's probably that's number two for me. One. That was going to be my one, but you caught me off guard with baguette Biamo. That <laughs> that's pretty good. Let us know in the comments what's the best insulting nickname. Um, speaking of taking insult to injury, the New York Knicks basically their team went to the Pro City NYC playoffs, which is a pro am. In, uh, in New York, and the Knicks trio of Obi Toppin, Jalen Brunson, and Julius Randle put on a show, or or what the, what the Knicks consider a show. Toppin had 25, Brunson had 24, Julius Randle put up 18, but they lost by 13 to a bunch of dudes that got 9 to 5s to go to the next day. A guy named Jordan Aaron put up 40, another guy named Jordan Washington put up 40. How many Knicks does it take to win a Pro-Am game? All of them. Go get go get old ones, too. Go get Phil Jackson again, right? Like, go all of them. But, and y'all, and meanwhile, I got Knicks fans in my mentions telling me that I'm crazy for saying that they're going to win 37 to 39 games this season. Y'all can't beat a Pro-Am team. These dudes got kids they to go home to. They didn't have R.J. Barrett or Quentin Grimes. They didn't have Bro. Mitchell Robinson. Listen, call Donovan Mitchell. Tell him hurry up and get the contract done. Like, what what are y'all doing right now? Like, stop it. This stop is, it. This is the downfall of, of DeJounte Murray trying to ask everybody to do a pro-am game because there's only there's only negative reaction if you lose one of these games, right? Like, no, 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 no. Who else lost? Nobody else has lost. <laughs> no other NBA 
players have Patrick Williams and DeMar DeRozan showed up, and Bulls fans were in my mentions talking about Patrick Williams only put up 14. The Knicks lost. Nobody else has lost. The Knicks lost. That's it. There was three of them. Dalen Terry is the rookie flying around, going to anything he can be competitive at, and he doesn't lose. Go watch it on uh, Ball's Life. It's it's amazing. I mean, come on, Knicks. Come on, guy. Listen, you know what the problem was? Tom Thibodeau wasn't there yelling at him. They probably only played 30 minutes instead of 38 minutes. Oh, wait, we got Tom Thibodeau reference. What is that? Seven weeks in a row? Nah, nah, nah. The streak broke when you were gone. Somebody tweeted it to me. It doesn't count. The streak continues. It doesn't count because you were gone. The streak continues. Um, Ben Simmons uh, left a Nets group chat reportedly when he when the Celt- when his Nets teammates asked him if he was going to play in uh, the Celtics series in the playoffs. Now, Sham Sharania went on McAfee's show and said that that never happened. But why is this story so believable? Because <laughs> he was sitting courtside with Fur watching the Knicks lose in a Pro-Am game. We all like, believe I mean- this. We all believe this story right away. It's just like the Kawhi Leonard Apple story from, from last year or the year before where you go look up Kawhi Leonard apples. Like that story became fake, but everybody just believed it because we don't know anything about Kawhi. And so it yeah. became so believable, but this Ben Simmons story is so believable because anything about Ben Simmons, he's, he's almost in the Tyson zone. Like, like, like Bill Simmons likes to say. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is not only believable. I, I, for the first time ever, I don't know if I believe Shams. <laughs> Shams like, Shams like that never happened. I'm like, I'm not buying it. You're telling me you you can picture everybody with iPhone right now. Yeah. Tell me you yeah. can't picture Ben Simmons left the chat <laughs> popping up in a group chat. You can't see that happening. Come on now. Does the chat all of a sudden go from green to blue when when he leaves the chat because he's probably the one with an Android? <laughs> I'm not gonna diss the Android people on him. I'm not gonna be that guy. <laughs> can't do. Can't all of them. Um, oh man. Kelly Olenek wore a snapback hat to his wedding. Like the whole wedding, like every picture, everything that we've seen from his wedding, backwards snapback hat with the long hair, the dirty like goatee beard that he's got. Um, his, his, his partner just looks incredible in the white, like the traditional white dress and all that. Everything else around him looks like just an incredible, like traditional wedding. And then there's just Kelly Olenek with a snapback. Um, you and I are both married men. How long would you get away with wearing a snapback at your wedding? Oh, it wouldn't have flew. Um, I don't know. <laughs> at what point? You okay? They don't see you till you're walking. Till they're walking down the aisle. At what point down the aisle is your is your wife seeing a snapback and just looking at you and giving you that look? My 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 wife. I I, I think you got to understand. It's a little different in a black family. Uh, my mom would have came sailing across. <laughs> the rafters to like tag team with her mom to hit me like with a, with an old school WWF, like rocking stone cold with us, the kick to the gut. And then I turn around just get <laughs> stunned real quick. Yeah. That's how that would have went for me. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't make it down the aisle. <laughs> he doesn't make it the first time. I'm not even married at that point. If I've tried to snap back, I'm not married. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it for the podcast. Keep it, keep it for the podcast. Um, a tweet was put out this week by somebody and it made the rounds on NBA Reddit. NBA nostalgia culture is out of control. I just saw an earnest reference to, quote, prime Rudy Gay. 
Is Prime Rudy Gay taking nostalgia culture too far? And who's your random nostalgia guy? Um, no, because I mean, you all, everybody has a prime, right? That doesn't mean they're all good, but everybody has a prime. And Rudy Gay was a prime. Rudy Gay was a problem. Hey, prime Rudy Gay was a problem. Come on now. He, he was a, he was a two-way player that didn't really make many teams better, but he was a really good player. Uh, well, I can't say that. He I, Rudy Gay is the one player that made the wrong decision every time. <laughs> like by the time Rudy Gay was like, yeah, I'm ready to get out of here. Like the team would be like, hey, we're thinking about uh, putting an actual team around something that's going on here. Um, who's my nostalgia player? I'll tell you this right now, man. This guy was a problem. Uh, you really got to look into his game deeply <laughs> in the Bulls stat line. Uh, prime Kirk Heinrich really got busy, man. Mm. When I tell you, mm. Prime Kirk, Zach Levine just broke his three point record this season, by the way, a record that I didn't know he had. <laughs> you forget about Prime Kirk Heinrich. <laughs> uh, I, I got it. My Prime, my uh, nostalgia guy. I still believe in Charlie V. Okay. Okay. Charlie Villanueva. Okay. Remember that contract he got from the Pistons? I do. That man was a problem at one point. I also remember looking at that and being like, ooh, that was a mistake. <laughs> My guy averaged 16 points one year, and they're like, yep, sign that guy up for, what was it? What did he sign for? He signed for like, it was such, it seemed like such a big deal, and he really got only, he made seven and eight million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it was wild like a 50 to like. $50 million dollar deal. We thought that that it, was insane. It's wild to look back on like where the NBA was. That's the prime, right? Prime NBA. That's what you need to talk about, right? Mm, prime mm. NBA contracts. What was the first contract you looked at that now you're like, well, that was actually no money? Well, in a couple of years, Damian Lillard's going to make the same amount of money in one year that the salary cap was in like 2013. <laughs> I always think back to the fact that like when they signed Derrick Rose to his max deal, I was just like, he he made it, man. He's killing it out here. And then, like, you look at it, and it's like, oh, didn't Lonzo just sign for almost that much money? I know. It's, cra it's crazy to look back on. <laughs> Guys are signing for one year what we thought an insane deal was for, like, four or five. There you go. That's Lockdown NBA. Go check out Lockdown Bulls. What do you guys got going over there? Uh, listen, we're, we what we break down uh, talking about – what P. Will has coming. We're getting into our player evaluations. And, oh, mm. by the way, DeMar DeRozan ranking as a top eight small forward in the NBA. And uh, Jason Tatum ranked one. So we broke that down as well. We don't, we don't really. Interesting. Yeah, Lockdown maps for me. Isaac is uh, out, but I have you covered with Game Pods. We got What If Wednesdays. We're doing Tier Tuesdays where we rank stuff in the NBA. And then uh, news and notes on Mondays for sure. Still going five days a week over on Lockdown Maps. So go check us out. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Boom.